0: Hey y'all, we are Megan and Ashley, and you are listening to The Connected Life, a podcast from Connection Point Church. At Connection Point Church, we believe that being a
1: disciple of Christ isn't about what you do, but investing in three key relationships. So, we believe that if we are faithfully and intentionally pursuing our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with ourselves and who God says we are, and our relationship with others, we will grow as a follower and disciple of Christ.
0: Yep, here we hope that you will find encouragement from regular people, just like you, who are on a journey from where they are to where God wants them to be. Hey friends! welcome to episode six of the podcast. Womp, womp. No, I'm just kidding.
1: It's <laughs> it good. Is, it's it's
0: good. so good, but it is our last episode of the season. Um, we did it. We did our first season, friend.
1: We are like, we did, we did the dang we're do, thing. We're
0: doing it. <laughs> um, we do still have this episode uh, yes, for you true, to listen true. to, but um, we are, um, this is the last one for the season and our hope is to come back in the future with another season. But today is the last episode of this season and this has been so much fun. And today's, Episode, we have our wise and wonderful yes. friend Chloe Truma in studio with us, and I'm so excited for y'all to hear this conversation that we have had with her.
1: Yes, this that you guys, this is a conversation that you are not going to want to miss. Um, we just have a very real and candid conversation. Um, like Megan said, Chloe is very wise and just has some really good things to say. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for you to, for you guys to hear how she is clinging to her faith right now, um, and then. To be honest, you'll also hear um, me and Megan step into a very teachable moment that yes. um, we, you know, we had to we had to learn some things today, mm-hmm. um, which is not a bad thing. And so this is just this is a great conversation. Um, y'all, listen up, and here we go. All right, so today we have Chloe Chiruma here with us, um, and we are really excited that she's not only going to join us just for one segment, um, but for all three. And so, yes, before we get started, Chloe, can you just introduce yourself? Just give us the basics and tell us what brought you here to Texas.
2: Yeah. So, um, like she said, my name is Chloe Charuma. I am married to an amazing man named (laughs) Tafazwa, who's also in the church. Um, We recently got a puppy and a house, so life is really happening. Big stuff. Big stuff (laughs) happening Um, for these Chirumas. Um, I'm going into my second year in teaching in Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD, and I love it. I am originally from California. I came out to Texas in 2012 to go to school, um, and that was not in my plans at all. Um, <laughs> the Lord definitely opened that door, and it was just hard to deny that that was the right path to take. Um, I had no friends out here and no family out here, oh so gosh. that was a big jump. Mm-hmm. However, like the Lord was just so gracious in that move, and so I graduated, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm done moving out of Texas, <laughs> yeah. and then a year and a half later, the Lord was like, oh one more and so I ended up getting a job as a resident director at my alma mater and in the process of being a resident director I was getting my master's and then from there kind of just spiraled to mm-hmm. working in nonprofit and in the schools and you know met my husband and here we are so now you're
1: stuck here and you're here you know, and we're so glad you're here <laughs> yeah you know, and now that, that you bought a house you're like yeah, you're here yeah um <laughs> well look we know y'all we know that Chloe is not going to speak for all of the black community. She is not here to like be a spokesperson. Um, but we're so glad that she is here. And so Chloe, we just wanted to start off by asking you, um, you know, in our first segment, we always talk about our relationships with God. And so what is a characteristic about God that is ringing true for you right now?
2: Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that something like the main characteristic that's ringing true is that he is in control. Mm -hmm. Um, if, that was not something that I clung to. I think that this time would be a lot different and I mm-hmm. would have a lot different of a reaction to that. Um, knowing that God is using this for his good is really reassuring. Otherwise I feel like the repetitiveness of these stories um, in our history and mm-hmm. in, the injustice of, mm-hmm. you know, just black people and people of color, it would be really disheartening. And so knowing that in the midst of this, the Lord is still good yeah. mm-hmm. and he is still in control and there is a purpose and um, it's really, for me, it's comforting. Um, And then also it's just knowing that like, it's a sad truth that it has taken, you know, a murder of Mm -hmm. George Floyd to kind of get everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, rallied around this cause and this Black Lives Matters cause. And, um, it's unfortunate for that, but nonetheless, we're here, we're having these conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is just a really good starting point. And so I'm excited. Um, do I wish these were the circumstances? No. Sure. However, the Lord is working and moving, and that's what yeah. I'm clinging to. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. That's, that's good. So good. Yeah.
1: Um, well, how has the current climate um, of our culture, with all the, like you said, the racial injustice coming mm-hmm. to the forefront of every, of everybody's minds, um, and the collective pursuit of racial injustice, how has that affected your relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, You know, to be honest, I was really thinking about this, and I can't say that it really has. You know, like, God is the same yesterday, today, mm-hmm. and tomorrow. Mm, that's good. Um, yeah. If anything, I feel like that I'm pressing into Him more for boldness and direction yeah. on how I myself can kind of, like, navigate everything that's happening yeah. Um, and have an impact. How can I use my voice, my experience, to kind of shed light and perspective on the injustice that's happening? Mm-hmm. And so I can't say that it's necessarily changed, um, but or affected my relationship yeah. with God.
0: That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you're saying your hope is that this, what's going on is being used for a purpose. And I oh, think absolutely. even for believers who are saying, I'm going to press in to who God is and to mm-hmm. ask. I mean, that's been a big thing for me is just asking for wisdom, that yeah. God would mm-hmm. give me wisdom. Like we're I'm reading through Proverbs right now because of the <laughs> Bible recap, which I'm thankful <laughs> for, but like yeah. it's just all about wisdom. And so – um. I love that you're pressing in and that it's something that you're you're seeking out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. So with that, what is a truth that you, Chloe, cling to in tumultuous times? Like what is something that you are clinging to right now or something even in your past that you've said, this is something Mm -hmm. that I'm clinging to? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, it still goes back to this idea that the Lord's in control. Even, like, coming out to Texas the initial time. Like, I was driving out here in my little Toyota Corolla, you know, <laughs> windows down, yeah. trying to stay awake. And, like, I just kept telling myself, like, the Lord is in control. Like, wherever I step, like, He's already been there. Right. Yeah. so, like, where I'm going, He has gone. And, like, He has kind of paved this path. And so just clinging to that, that he's in control. Um, And though I may not fully understand or comprehend the why behind it, Mm -hmm. I just have to keep going back to that truth. Um, And from that posture, being able to comprehend, I have to just ask the Lord to be more grace-filled and more that I am Mm anger-filled. Because I think that it's easy to become very angry. Like, this is something that should anger people. um, But knowing the truth that the Lord is in control and then clinging to that is like, okay, well, where can I... You know show grace and how can I extend grace and how can I work with this cause right. to move it forward um, but in a posture that's different as if I didn't have the belief and understanding that right. the board was in control in the midst of it all. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: It's like knowing yeah. that you don't have to carry the burden by yourself. Right. Like it's yeah, not absolutely. up to Chloe Charuma <laughs> to yes. fix it, but knowing that,
2: you know, there's it's a heavy burden to carry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, and yeah. I
0: think that a lot of us feel that it's this like, cause mm-hmm. we, I mean, for those that want to step in and fight for justice, mm-hmm. there is that like, how do I carry this well? Right. And 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 play my part mm-hmm. knowing and trusting that God's in control. And I love that you talked a little bit, you just brought up anger a little bit, that mm-hmm. there is a place for righteous anger. And I'm gonna put you on the spot. I didn't yeah. prep you for this question, oh, no. but like what <laughs> does that I mean, to you in yeah. this season, like what is what how is this righteous anger that
2: it, it's just, like, seeing the injustice, like, the heart of all believers should be burdened, um, right. and with mm-hmm. that burden, and Preach. it there is anger there, you know, and so, mm-hmm. but with that, like, it's a call to action, like, you should use that as your motivation to go out and help, yeah. like, propel this cause forward and, like, continue to seek out justice, and yeah. so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's I great. love that. I that's, think that's the difference between anger, like, and and sinning in our anger and yeah. righteous anger, right. the righteous anger.
2: It should be a motivator. Right, most it's so what you do with sulking. It. Right, right, yeah. that's
0: so good. Yeah. Um, And so I think you kind of covered this, but how is this, stay, you mean, how are you staying grounded in your faith in this?
2: Yeah, I just, you know, the Lord is good. I yeah. <laughs> just have to keep going back to that and yeah. um, really trusting that like he is in control. And I feel like I've repeated that a lot, but that is definitely something I cling to because like yeah. without that, it's kind of like, Well why? And then when you have that well why question, it it leaves room for anger to seep in, resentment and it just leaves a lot of open space for the enemy to work. And so just kind of closing that off and being like, Lord, you're in control. You like you got this. I hope you got I know you got this. (laughs) But Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's so good. Cling to that. It's true. We do have to cling to that. And I think that I mean we when you You know, I told you this before we started recording, but Mm -hmm. I love hearing you speak on Sunday mornings um, because—and Joey has mentioned this—that you can tell that you are clinging to the Lord. Like, as you all are speaking in these roundtable discussions that are happening on Sundays right Mm now, you can sense when someone— you can tell when someone's faking it, you know, like, and and you're not like, that's what I'm saying. Like you are walking with the Lord and you are sharing wisdom from a place of spending time in the word or spending time with Jesus Mm -hmm. and talking about these things probably with tea a lot. And, um, and so how would you encourage our church right now to lean in to what's happening in the situation Mm -hmm. and to lean into the Lord.
2: Yeah, I would definitely encourage them to just press into the Lord. And I would also encourage them to use this time to self-reflect and just truly be honest with themselves. You know, there are, if you see that you yourself have been perpetuating this issue or even being complacent with the things because Mm -hmm. maybe you're not personally affected. Mm -hmm. But again, like I say, like as a believer, like you're affected. Like those are your brothers and sisters who are hurting. Mm -hmm. So you should, feel that hurt to some extent, Um, and then just encourage them to ask the Lord for boldness to speak up and speak out, Um, and, you know, like, it's okay to admit that you may have been a part of the problem, or you may have unknowingly, like, perpetuated it yourself, but now that you know better, do better, and so Mm -hmm. I just encourage them to, like, really reflect, and then out of this understanding of, okay, hey, maybe I haven't been doing all I could do to help, you know, push forward this cause of seeking justice, um, then, you know, do better, Mm -hmm. do what you can. And that looks different for everybody, but it's Mm -hmm. hard conversations to have. And it's hard to kind of like sit down and have that conversation with yourself and the Lord to like truly just have him like rip any kind of blinders or those rose colored glasses that we so often, you know, like to wear. And so.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think it's good for us to, um, kind of like we talked about last week, to um, really search for those, like go to the Lord and say like, man, search my heart. God, search my heart mm-hmm. and show me where, mm-hmm. like, where, where am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Where am I not seeing people and loving people the way that you called me to? Yeah. Um, and it takes a real active, a real heart of humility to do mm-hmm.
2: that. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um. I think we
2: can
0: move on to the next section. So <laughs> usually righty. we, like, take a break and, <laughs> okay. and come we're back gonna a little bit, on, but, We're going to rally. We're going to keep going. Um, <laughs> and I just love that you're here for all of it. Just make it just so makes me happy. And I love that our people are going to get to hear, like, yeah. just wisdom that you are. I'm glad you guys are, are doing this. This, I know, is this exciting. Is really <laughs> I'm glad you think it's fun. We think it's really fun <laughs> yeah. too. Um, so we talked about our relationship with God and, mm-hmm. and you you shared, um, which I just, I, I love that you keep saying that God is good, mm-hmm. you know, because it is, it, when things are this hard and heavy in our world, it that can be a hard statement to Mm -hmm. say. And so you have to like really believe that it's true to continue to say it and to speak that truth out. Um, We're going to just transition now to the relationship Mm -hmm. that we have with ourselves. And so for Chloe, for you, Mm -hmm. um, when you think of your identity in Christ, what is the first thing that comes to your mind?
2: Um, I really think that he is a good father and I'm loved and I like, and valued by him. And so like for so many people, you know, like who are facing this injustice, I think it is like, they could feel as if they're not valued, but knowing that I am loved and valued by like a good father is just so comforting. Yeah. And so.
0: Is that any different, mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, you look back six months ago and then where we are right now, Mm -hmm. is it, I mean, <laughs> I hope that that's wrong truth through the whole sure. thing, yeah, but like, absolutely. what does that mean to you now,
2: yeah, you I, know, honestly, through Honestly, like, in this, like, I don't, I can't necessarily, necessarily say that my identity in Christ has changed. Um, well, or it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> or is different than it was six months ago. Right. Um, and like, the truth of the gospel has not changed. And mm-hmm. despite how the world looks now and like the state of everything, um, you know, Christ has and can only be um, a result of like, what's working in me and around mm-hmm. me. And so like what's going on out there in the world, yes, it affects me, but it's not going to change how I view myself knowing no, that I'm good. loved by a good father. And, so good. Yeah. So, oh, I think our
0: circumstances yeah. so often can make us feel mm-hmm differently about who we are mm-hmm. and what our identity is. And so I love that you're <laughs> holding tight to who God says you that you cling. are. You just and, it does. and I think, it's, I think cling, it speaks cling, a lot cling. to like
1: just the Lord's um, goodness. And then yeah. that like, you know, we say a lot that like God is steady and God is a rock, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he can also like do, be that in you, yeah. you know, and like he can, he can keep your identity mm-hmm. in him solid and, and, and can, unwavering. Yeah.
2: And it's like, and I'm so thankful for that because like with everything that's going on, like it is fair for people to not feel that, you know, like yeah. It, and I, I completely understand that. And mm-hmm. so, um, I'm just very thankful that the Lord is, you know, I've been able to continue to cling to that because there are moments when it is more difficult to sure. cling to that truth than others. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I'm I'm curious. How yeah. have you, um, and or Tafadzwa, mm-hmm. um, how have y'all seen people treat you differently because of the color of your skin? Mm-hmm. And how does that, or, or does it at all affect mm-hmm. your identity in Christ? And just how you like when after that happens, mm-hmm. when you go home, what does it like? Do you question like where is mm-hmm. the Lord or? You know, I yeah. these people feel it make me feel like I'm worthless. Mm-hmm. I and do I struggle? Do you struggle with that or?
2: Yeah. So there is a, there's a couple instances that like come to mind when we're talking about this. And mm-hmm. one was me and a couple of friends were in Marshall, Texas. You know, good old Marshall <laughs> and <laughs> we, small oh my goodness, and we were at Whataburger. And you know, I grew up in California. I was. It like racism was not something that was on my spectrum. Not right. to say that it was not there, but it was not something that I personally dealt with. It wasn't often. the same as East Texas. It, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was. I think I was called the N word once in middle school, and really? I didn't even know what to do with it. I was <laughs> like. <laughs> what? (laughs) Um, and it was in passing and, but past that, like I never really dealt with Mm -hmm. just overt racism. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were in Marshall, Texas at Whataburger and we were going and we were walking in and my friend forgot her wallet. And so it was, um, three and we were all black and Mm -hmm. so forgot her wallet. And so she turned around and we stopped in front of this truck and as we, like, right when we stopped, you hear the lock go off. Like, they relocked their car. You know oh. how you, the yeah. beep gives yeah. it away. So, yeah. gave it away. And, like, it was something I like said, I was like, why is it that us stopping you in front of their car made them feel like unsafe or threatened mm-hmm. or, you know, that something was amiss that mm-hmm. we were there to, I don't know, it just, it really kind of just, Took me aback. Um, And I know Tafazwa, he spoke of an instance when he was driving to church Mm -hmm. and he got pulled over, you know, and the cop was questioning him, like, oh, are you really going to that church to preach? Mm -hmm. And just like, why is it that he had to prove himself? You know, like, why was he treated any differently? Why couldn't he be taken at his word? Um, And in the midst of all of that, it's just, I think the thing that gets me the most though is like the day-to-day microaggressions and it goes from everything to people not attending to us. So you could tell that they're more friendly with, you know, the white couple that's across the way from us Mm -hmm. or things like that. And that's, it's the little things. I always tell Tapaz like, it's the little things for me. Like the little things can either make me really happy or the little things can like make me really sad. And so those like little things are the ones that really get to me and I think lead me to go home and be like, like, Lord, like, but why? You know, in question, like, why? Like, why is it that because of the color of my skin, someone sees it fit Mm -hmm. to treat me any different, ooh, than the person, you know, next to us who may be of a lighter complexion? And, like, Mm -hmm. that is where I think I really have to struggle. I I struggle with anger is in those instances. And
1: it's, yeah. So I want, some people uh, may not know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, when you say microaggressions, Mm -hmm. That, that can be a new term for some people. So yeah. could you like just give like just a few examples of whether it's ones that you've experienced or just other common microaggressions? I'm sorry to yeah. put you on the spot. No, it's <laughs> kind
2: of like, so like the, it's the, the little things. It's like, you know, when we go into somewhere like, not being attended to mm-hmm. in the same manner of time. Like mm-hmm. we have gone out to eat multiple times and there's people all around us who will, you know, the server will come back multiple times, you know, to fill their drinks or to see how they're doing. And we will get our drink order, our order and our ticket yeah. and, and stuff like six. that. And yeah, just kind of not seen um, yeah. or little things I'm, Big on interactions and just in passing. And so it's the, you know, people who will stray away or the mm-hmm. people who will kind of give you it's just it's a look. There's a look. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. It's just of almost like
1: And you and but have like that. a very like friendly demeanor. Like it's yeah, not like I <laughs> smile at everybody. I'm like, I don't know. Why are you mean mugging me? What did I do to you? Yeah. But yeah. So it's just it's the little things. And yeah. so And that's, they're very, very valid. Mm -hmm. Um, do you find, so Mm -hmm. Chloe, you're, you're biracial. Mm -hmm. So do you find that being biracial, that Mm -hmm. that makes your experiences different? And if Mm -hmm. so, how, how so?
2: Um, I would say to an extent, because when people see me, they do see a black woman. Mm -hmm. Um, but times that I notice that it is a little different is for instance, it's everything happening. Um, the chapel pastor from the school that I went to, Mm -hmm. he reached out to all of my friends who were black and sent like this like text or email, you know, asking Mm -hmm. them about how they feel about everything going on. And I didn't receive one of those. And so Uh, it's sometimes I feel as if like, I'm not black enough or that it's like, okay, but then I'm also not white enough. And so it's it's just a weird spot to be in sometimes. And so, but, yeah, so that's, like, a more recent incident that yeah. I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. has been a weird spot.
1: <laughs> um, well, we're going to transition to our, our final segment. In our final segment, we always talk about what does it look like to have healthy relationships with others. Mm-hmm. And so we, let's start with just broad terms. Okay. Um, Chloe, how have you seen the big C church, the mm-hmm. worldwide church, um, how have you seen the big church love others well, particularly mm-hmm. love um, people from the black community well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this question
2: <laughs> I have reached out to a few people and talked to them about because I was like, this is a loaded question. Like there is yeah. a lot here. Um, and so because it's kind of a hard question to answer because it's assuming that the Big C Church is unified in this stance and position mm-hmm. in regards to yeah. kind Bell of point. today's problems. Yeah. Um, and so if we're being honest, you know, within the unified Big C Church, you know, there are the black churches, the white churches, mm-hmm. the mixed churches. Um, and each of these, I think each of their experiences are remarkably different. Right. And so to answer the first part, like the Big C Church and namely the black churches or the churches that are involved in the black community, I feel like they've been doing their part. Yeah. Um, and, but the church as a whole, I feel mm-hmm. has kind of failed in loving each other well. That's well, yeah. kind of proof, like in the question, because like in the Big C Church, there shouldn't be... You it know, shouldn't be broken down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so. to the um, point. Yeah. But, I, yeah, so the Big C Church, more often, you know, the conversation insinuates that it's white. And yeah. so, um, but just, like, we are a collective whole. And I think right. that that should be signified and, like, unified in diversity. Yeah. And so I think that there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are churches in the Big C Church that mm-hmm. are working and loving the black community well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you,
1: how can the church do better? What can we do? Um, yeah. Whether it's what, like, and I totally agree, like, we should be unified so mm-hmm. that when we say the big church, yeah. we mean all churches. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting, you said that,
0: and I thought, I mean, this has been, <laughs> I'm loving this conversation. I both people are too, but <laughs> I, like, even in the last section, when you're talking about these microaggressions, like, I know that they exist, but hearing them like, with you as my friend, yeah. ooh, like, that is hard to hear, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. that's not okay. That is not okay. <laughs> right. um, but the other thing is, as you said the Big C Church, and I thought, when I think about the Big C Church, do I think about an all-white church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I thinking about the, you know, the black churches in our community that believe Jesus the same as I do? Do I right. think about the Hispanic churches that yeah. believe the Vietnamese Christians, you know, like, that there are... China, I mean, all over the world, there are uh-huh. people who believe in Jesus and are serving Him and worshiping Him, just like I do right. every week. And so, that I don't, I, I don't know that I consciously don't think that it's multicultural. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I consciously think. Yeah, that and it's I think a lot of people can
2: say that. Like, yeah. it's not an unpopular. Like,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I think about the Big C Church, uh-huh. and then I think it's just a bigger picture of what I see. What, what your what my church looks of like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Right, yeah. and that's not. That's yeah. not what it is, right? <laughs> that's
1: not what it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, that's a very valid point, you know? Yeah. And, um, so Sorry. What was tweaking the, the question, okay. instead of saying, how can the big church do better? <laughs> I'll say, how can white churches do yeah. better? How can white Christians do yeah. better? Mm-hmm. I think, okay, so this is something that we were also talking about. You know, like,
2: we are so quick, like, as Christians, but even, like, in just, say, CPC, for instance, like, we go to... On Peru. Peru. <laughs> and so, like, you know, like we go out to Peru, and when there's injustice facing different churches, like say in Cuba or China, like when there's injustice facing those churches, we're quick to react mm-hmm. and right. help and offer assistance. But, like, at the same time, there's churches down the road, black churches down the road, who are suffering from injustice, like here in our own community. Yeah. Right. And so, just like standing up for that and, you know, just playing a part here where you're at, like where you're planted, like being Mm -hmm. present where you're planted and doing what you can here. And not that like the other places Mm -hmm. and like, that's not a bad thing. Like that's great as well. But like just overall, just like paying attention to like the surroundings here because Mm -hmm. I think that,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think, man, going back to, I'm just like blown away by like, what you said about the big C church. I think that going back to like being present and noticing mm-hmm. what goes around, goes, is going on around you, yeah. that plays into that idea of like, mm-hmm. we have to open our eyes. Like when like when I think of, I'm, not, I'm just going to be like 100% yeah. honest. When I think of churches in Wiley, mm-hmm. I think of larger churches that are predominantly white. Yeah, yeah. And so when I think like, okay, like Christians in Wiley, and, you know, how are Christians in Wiley? What are we mm-hmm. going to do to affect our community, to make mm-hmm. change for our community? If I'm honest, like, that's who I think of, which yeah. isn't right. And, right. like, I, well, like I am... Well, that's the churches I could name. Like, the na- the churches that I could
0: name in Wiley, I couldn't tell you the name of a, a black church in Wiley. Yeah. And that, I mean... The, Grace the, Word the very... Fellowship.
1: I only know that <laughs> from the last two Sundays. <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know where yeah. it is. I mean, and that just
0: feels very, like, that... I, I know that <laughs> there's no condemnation in Christ, but that's a, a very alarming thing for my heart yeah. to hear mm-hmm. and think. Like, I am unaware even of the church names in mm-hmm. my current small city right. that look different than me.
2: Yeah. Because, I like, think of the work that could be done, like, partnering, you know, and just, like, a coming together of the right. unified body, like, yeah. and then just embracing the diversity and the differences. And I think there are big things that can happen. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's so good. So our, <laughs> if it's not obvious, <laughs> <laughs> our church that you and T attend, which we're so thankful for, um, is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Like we are a very white church. Yeah. Um, and so, well, can I ask you this? Like, yeah. what was it that drew you to our church? You know, you mm-hmm.
2: obviously have different skin color than us, and like we do. Like. <laughs> Was You're, that uncomfortable, like, when, like walking I'm in? I'm not going to lie. Tafazo handles it a lot better than I do. Okay. I am a lot, not to say that he's not aware of it, but right. I'm much more like, I'm super like hyper alert. I'm like, <laughs> you <laughs> know, is there anyone else? <laughs> yeah. you know? But it's, um, we came because our friend Kaylee told us mm-hmm. about the church and she was in the Greens Life group. Um, and we stayed because of the community and the connections. Mm-hmm. And like, we are so thankful for that. But so, yeah, yeah we were, you know.
0: I love Take that because yeah. I think that that, I mean, I think, you know, we're recording this. We're going to have one more sermon um, mm-hmm. that we're going to get to or one more roundtable discussion yeah. that we're going to mm-hmm. hear this Sunday. But the one from last week, you know, it just, I think y'all talked about building relationships. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to come to church with someone who you don't know. Oh my right. gosh. And that yeah. you've got to just build relationships mm-hmm. with people. And so it, that in that sense... Mm-hmm. your differences don't matter as yeah. much anymore. Your connection and mm-hmm. community is what, what draws you. Yeah, to... And
2: so often it's like, not necessarily them coming through the door, but like you meeting them where they're at, right. like whether that be like going into neighborhoods that may not necessarily look like our church looks and right. stuff like that. And like meeting them where they're, they're mm-hmm. at and let them know like, Hey, like even though I'm not going there, like they're still showing up for me. And I think like to mentioned that. And so yeah. just like, being present mm-hmm. and then, like, the Lord will work from there, right? Like, you just gotta mm-hmm. show up and yeah. the Lord's gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, would you say, I mean, this is, I didn't ask this question, but like, <laughs> obviously, what you're saying for you guys to get plugged into mm-hmm. this predominantly white church, <laughs> it was built on relationship and oh, connection 100%. with other people. And 100%. so, that is the thing that, I mean, yeah. If you were gonna and say, Joel's preaching is," um, <laughs> <so> if, <laughs> he does listen to the podcast. There's yes. Your shout out, Joel, shout out. There's your shout out, <laughs> um, that there, like, what in your opinion mm-hmm. helps us get from being a complete that? I mean, it's one of the most segregated hours of of mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. You know, like, how do we, how do we become less <laughs> segregated, segregated in that in that okay, time? Okay, I
2: kind of have a opposing question. Yeah. Like, in the day-to-day, could you necessarily say, like, what does your day-to-day circles look like? Right. Because I think that that's kind of where it comes from. So. It's like, you know, where are you spending and investing your time? Because, like, like, people usually gravitate towards one another. Yeah. And so I think it starts with building those connections with mm-hmm. people, like, in the schools. You know, like, your kids' p- other parents' friends. or, You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that that look different from you. And so I think it starts there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You're going to invite the people that you have relationships uh-huh. with to church, and that's how uh-huh. you're going to build a community.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, speaking to the – I'm, I'm a, this is a little a little sneak peek, a little rip-it-before-you-drop-it <laughs> situation. So if you listen to the podcast, you're going to know this before anybody yeah. else. But um, <clears throat> there are um, a lot of churches in Collin County that are uh-huh. um, coming together to do what they're calling the Unity Table. Ooh. And um, every f- fifth Sunday, so mm-hmm. four times a year, they're encouraging everybody in the church – to have, share a meal with someone that doesn't look like you wow. with the hopes that's that cool. that's not the only time that you have a meal with them, yeah. but with the purpose of that's building awesome. relationships. And so, um, Joel and I talked about it and that's going to be like one of our big outreach things throughout the year. And oh, that's, that's going to be awesome. one way that we're going to continue like this conversation tw- and yeah. this pursuit towards r- racial I reconciliation within our church is just, um, kind of like you said, to build relationships. Because yeah. when you, t- when you were talking about, when you you know gave that opposing question of, mm-hmm. Hey, well, what about the rest of your week? And like, it, it, it is easy for me to look around like on, well, obviously before COVID, like on a Sunday morning Mm -hmm. and see, see myself surrounded by predominantly white people Mm -hmm. and say, Oh, this is, yeah, this is a segregated hour. Uh But when I look at the rest of my week, I'm like, Oh, but is the rest of my week segregated Mm -hmm. too? Mm -hmm. And is, that's not okay. Yeah. And what am I going to do about that? Yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: No, that's so good. I think
0: I, this is where it get, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this conversation. <laughs> I think that we intended to, but where, and you kind of brought this up. I think you brought this up in the podcast last week, or we've talked about it just in regular life, but just that balance of desiring relationships with people who look different than you, but not for the sake of saying like, Oh, I, I have, have a black friend, this token friend. Uh-huh. black friend or I have right. this token, you know, like that's a, <laughs> that's a terrible statement to make, but like, but it's
1: like, that's true. Like that, you know, not to just like tokenism the is a thing, and,
0: you know. Yeah. And and I how think have you seen like is there how have you seen it done in an authentic way that mm-hmm. I don't know that makes you not feel like oh well you just want to be my friend people. because
2: we <laughs> like it's the investment in the relationship and yeah. just like we didn't go to them and then you know people be like oh well you know come on but it's like they came to us and yeah. like they met us where we were at. Awesome. So I think that that really is because when I'm in a, you know, an environment that's more comfortable for me, I'm a lot more willing to be open. I'm mm-hmm. a lot more willing to be vulnerable. But the minute I step into something that's uncomfortable, I'm, I shut down. Yeah. And so like starting off that relationship where I feel comfortable and then moving into something where, you know, maybe they feel more comfortable. But I still feel comfortable because I know they care for me. Right. They love me. They see me. Yeah. And they value me.
0: Well, you yeah. can probably sniff it out a little bit if they're not being authentic. You can, oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know if I, was, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, I don't know that this, this is, is real here. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> just there's a different
0: intentionality there. No, that's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so what? This is the last question. Okay. What, in your opinion, does our relationship with Christ? How does that? Mm-hmm. Impact how we how we should treat other people, or yeah. how, how should that impact Listen, the way I thought we treat on this other
2: one. people? <laughs> this is a good one. I like this question. Um, yeah. So you know, the Bible it tells us that what we do for the least of these, we you know do unto the Lord, and mm-hmm. then also that out of an overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, with this in mind, I believe that the hearts of believers everywhere they should be burdened by carrying this weight of the injustice yeah. um, that is in the world, and specifically the injustice that people of color face. And mm-hmm. so, with that, I think that it should lead them to use their voice to speak up because out of that overflow they should have no other option but to mm. speak up you know okay. their heart should hurt and that should lead them to speak up for that injustice um, and have conversations and situations that may be uncomfortable and mm-hmm. you know it's not just necessarily a post on social media for everyone else who probably looks like you to see that you care yeah. for mm-hmm. an issue that doesn't necessarily you know resonate with you as much, but honestly, like going out and having those conversations going out. And I know we kind of talked about it, but like having conversations that are uncomfortable with people who may not be willing to have the conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, it's when I'm so thankful for this, you know, Mm -hmm. situation where we're all open and willing, but Hey, like, what about your family or, you -hmm. know, your grandparents who they may not be coming and hearing this and being Mm -hmm. exposed to like these types of conversations. Um, and so also I just think that calling out injustice in the moment instead of letting it slide and justifying it because any other course of action would be uncomfortable. And that mm-hmm. goes back to like pressing into the Lord for bo- and asking him for boldness yeah. um, to speak out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, First John tells us that love is an action. And so like believers in this moment, like all believers have been called to action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to just step into oh, it. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> let's go. You know, take action. Can <laughs> no, I ask, I want to ask one other question yeah. about that, about taking action and mm-hmm. going back to like the microaggressions. Cause mm-hmm. I think you're right that those are a lot more prominent than like, mm-hmm. well, I would assume I can't, I have, I have not experienced racism to mm-hmm. be honest, but <clears throat> I would assume that like you experience the microaggressions a mm-hmm. lot more often than you do like the overt stuff. Right. Yes. So my question is, um, How does it make you feel like, Mm -hmm. because I'm assuming like if you're at Chili's or wherever, and like you said, a waiter is not as attentive to you as maybe the white patrons around you. Mm -hmm. How do you, how does it make you feel when they don't say anything? Because I think that is something that we as white, like we as white people, if we see that Mm -hmm. we should say, or like, if we're like, I've heard of people at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. you know, when when there's like a black family in front of them and the cashier has something to say or isn't as kind. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, a white person stepping up and saying, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> when that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. like, what would you, what would you, how does that make you feel? When you see white people, like, and you, even if you make eye contact mm-hmm. with them or whatever, and they recognize it. Mm-hmm. How, but how, do, how does that make you feel? And then have you ever had someone mm-hmm. that has said, hey, this isn't right? Or, yeah. like, that has, that has been bold enough to speak mm-hmm. for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I can't say that I have experienced a situation where someone else has stepped in. And so it could kind of make you feel isolated because it's like, am I the only one seeing this, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it's frustrating because it happens so often, but mm-hmm. people, it's they turn a blind eye to it because yeah. addressing it and saying something would be uncomfortable. Right. You know, it would be putting them out of their comfort zone. It would make the person who is, you know, not attending, like the waiter, whoever, uncomfortable. And so it often goes unaddressed. And Mm so not to say that people haven't stood up, but I personally have not experienced Mm -hmm. anyone saying or doing anything different than what's been done. And a lot of times it's silence and I think it hurts the most, you know? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: that makes me want to pray for myself and for my family and that we would, I would have eyes to see things the way that God Mm -hmm. sees them. And so that my eyes would be opened up because I think that we get, we I mean, Part of my privilege as a white person, a white girl, is that I can not be aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. around me and live in my own, like, kind of my own little bubble and not have eyes to see because it's not personally affecting me. Absolutely. But if I'm having eyes to see that, you know, my friends T and Chloe or whoever, Mm -hmm. any people of color sitting at another table who could be my friends, like, I don't know, if they're that I would have eyes to see Mm -hmm. them being treated differently and to be able to say, hey, they, they need yeah. refills. What about them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah.
1: Thanks for bringing it's this. But that, they also like, need it's refills. Just as like, easy as that. It's like, hey,
2: I think they need some too. Or you know, it's just, and I, I'm telling you, like, that would mean so much. Like, mm. someone two step would do that. Like, mm. I know for me that would mean so much. Yeah. And so, yeah,
1: that's so. Good. That's just a good like action point because yeah. it mm-hmm. doesn't. You know, I think a lot of us think that we have to like, you know, do do something big, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to. Put a sign in our front yard or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Listen, it's the little things, I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> the little yeah things. that's good. Can I, I think, I know this isn't like on our outline, but <laughs> would it be, I think we should, uh-huh. would it be okay if we pray yeah. like for Let's our community and like for our church? And, mm-hmm. um and I mean, I'm obviously we're praying here in our studio, but like, if you're listening to this, my, would you just join us in prayer yeah. as we just, um man, just like ask the Lord to wreck our hearts Mm -hmm. and break our hearts for what's break his, and um, root out the ugly in our hearts, Mm -hmm. um, but that we seek justice and love well. So is that okay? Okay. Go friend, go. Let me just pray for us. Um, (laughs) Lord, I thank you that, man, just like Chloe said today, that you are in control. God, I thank you that you are good. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when everything in the world is turned upside down, Lord, I pray that we can just hold fast to that, that you are good. Um, Lord, I pray for our church specifically, um, for Connection Point. I pray, um, that anybody that's listening and anybody that's not, that just our whole church, um, as a body, man, that you would, um, Lord, that you would move in every person's heart, that we would, um, seek you, that our hearts would truly break for what breaks yours. Lord, open our eyes to the things that are going on around us that we have no idea that we have turned a blind eye to Um, Lord, help us to love others the way that you do. Mm -hmm. Lord, um, open our eyes to, to our neighbors or people that are sitting next to us at the restaurant, um, or, or the people at the grocery store. Um, Lord, just convict us. Um, God, forgive us for when we don't speak up. Um, but, Man, Lord, my prayer through all of this is that you would be glorified. That mm-hmm. that the church and that that it would happen at connection point. That we would lead out in loving others in a very radical way, um, but in the way that you have asked us to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and may it, like Chloe said, God, may it start just with the small things. May we find just small ways. Uh, f- may we find a small way to love others today. Um, that maybe we maybe look for those opportunities to glorify you. Um, and, and to share the love that you have for us with others. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for praying, Ashley. Thanks for talking with of us closely. Of course. Chloe. Yes. Thanks
2: for having this me. This is a really a special. Blast.
0: I mean, there's some eye-opening moments for me in this conversation. And yeah. so yeah. I really am. And I thank so you guys even for even having
2: these conversations because like this is this is you know, this is a way to take action. So. Well, well this is a great thing. Thank you, guys. Thank you well, so, so much. Good work, ladies, good work. Thanks,
0: <laughs> thanks. Hey, you guys have a great week and stay connected.